0: And we are recording with Miss Claire Lopez and it's been a minute since we've done an episode and uh today is Thursday November 17th 2022 336 p.m. Eastern Time episode 990. So 10 away from the big 1000. Miss Lopez is I think your first episode was like early 300 so uh you are you are slowly becoming one of the uh, one of the original one of one of my founders if you will. but with that, lopez how have you been
1: well thank you very much it's good to be back with you and uh yeah congratulations on the approach i mean almost up to a thousand uh it- episodes fantastic wow. you, you've had some excellent shows thank you very much
0: so close i'm um, so close and i don't know what i'm gonna do when i hit it th- i guess keep going
1: I keep just,
0: going I, I don't really know it's kind of it's a weird finish line and i'm like what do i actually do when i hit it and i'm like well probably just do another thousand. Um, well. Um, To start with, I mean, I know we have a limited amount of time. Um, what do you think are the most pressing or most pertinent issue? I mean, we have Trump announcing his presidency. We have the Democrats taking the Senate. The Republicans, I believe, taking the House. We have thirty-seven billion more in aid going to Ukraine. We have the FTX scandal. We have a piss. Not a piss. Excuse me. Excuse my French. A missile landing in i'm still I'm still under the weather, so excuse me. we have a missile landing in uh, Poland, I believe during the g twenty or mm-hmm. at least when Biden was over there. Take your pick. Which one?
1: I don't know. Let's start with the last, and we can move back to the first that you mentioned, which uh, over there, and then we maybe bring it home okay. back to uh, the u s. here. So uh, an update on uh, that missile or missile parts that that fell on Poland and tragically killed two poles. Uh, what it turns out, apparently, is that that missile was part of an S-300 aerial defense system. Now, that is a Russian system, but the Ukrainians have that system in their inventory. And it seems likely now that the, uh, did I say Iranians? No, no, did, no, meant-
0: no, no, you said Ukrainians. No, Ukrainians,
1: Ukrainians, Ukrainians, I got Iran on the mind too. Um, that the Ukrainians likely were using the S-300 system uh, that day, that is now a few days ago, when Russia rained an entire day uh, of a barrage of missiles down on Ukraine all over the country, Um, you know, anywhere from Kharkiv in the east and Kiev and all the way westward to uh, Lviv, which is very close to the Polish border. And this was going on all day long. And um, the Ukrainians, of course, were trying to defend against that barrage and they were using their uh, S-300 aerial defense system that was in their inventory from way back, I guess, in, in much earlier years, uh, maybe maybe Soviet times even. I don't know how far back it goes, but it looks like that is uh, one of uh, the missiles that went astray and, uh, as I said, tragically landed in Poland and killed uh, two Poles. Um, But what I have to say is that, you know, despite the uh, confused messaging in the very beginning, because you never know exactly at the Mm -hmm. very beginning what happened, right, until it's sorted out. But the bottom line here really um, is that the blame has to go to Putin and Russia, Uh, not for that particular missile launch itself, but rather for the situation entirely, for the aggressive invasion, a war of, of aggression and conquest. Uh, by the Russians into Ukraine, and then, of course, that particular day, a few days ago, um, raining that barrage of of missiles and rockets down on Ukraine, including uh, civilian areas, again, more war crimes, Um, and and, uh, very close to bombarding, very close to the uh, Ukrainian border with Poland. So bottom line, it looks like a Ukrainian aerial defense um, system of Russian make, but the overall blame has got to go to putin and russia
0: and what were the fears that it was i mean i know we've had several oh no it's world war three moments um how do we how do we not stumble into world war three how do we i think kennedy said that during the cuban missile crisis referring to a book written or not a book uh some quotes from generals right after world war one they said how did it all begin and i think i think it was a german general said ah if only we knew alluding that they kind of stumbled into it in the dark with your hand out trying to find out where you're going and,
1: yeah yeah i mean n- nobody's going to be stumbling into world war three there's a lot of fear-mongering out there yeah a lot of hysteria um i think all sides uh ukraine nato u.s even russia all sides have been kind of cautious about doing anything that would uh, be a direct up aggression against NATO, a NATO state, uh, in order to avoid escalation even beyond what it already is. Um, so we're, we're not going to be stumbling into World War Three. I don't expect Putin to use any kind of uh, nuclear weapons, tactical or otherwise. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But the truth is um, that that his military is taking a drubbing. Um, They are being pushed out of a lot of areas in the eastern part of Ukraine uh, that they had initially seized in the first weeks and months of of, uh, the invasion. Uh, They're being uh, pushed out now. They, They did not ever take Kiev. They got pushed out of Kharkiv. They got pushed out of areas of Luhansk and Donetsk. And now they've been pushed out of Kherson, a southern, City in Kherson Oblast shoved back across eastward, back across the Dnieper River, and probably going to be pushed further. So, um, for anybody who's asking these questions about an audit of the U.S. taxpayer funding that is going to Ukraine, yes, let's let's do an audit. Absolutely, and and for sure, as in any wartime situation, there's corruption. No question. Mm-hmm. Um, But for that question, where's the money going? I think we can see where it's going very visibly right in front of our eyes. It's going to the Ukrainian military, which is succeeding with our help, NATO Mm -hmm. help, Western help, European help, uh, succeeding in pushing uh, the Russians uh, out of their sovereign territory and eventually, you know, back uh, behind its own borders.
0: And obviously, we don't have a crystal ball, but just off the top of my head, or asking you, not off the top of my head, off the top of your head, what does the situation look like in a year and in five years? What does it look like well, in Well, the November winter's is going to be tough.
1: Um, first of all, the winter's coming. Uh, it's really already started. I just heard a weather forecast for the United States. I forget, somewhere in the West, um, where uh, maybe it's even New York. I forget exactly, but I heard um, that, that a big storefront is already going to be dumping snow here. They're further north in Ukraine. Uh, it's going to be a very cold, tough winter and Russia has been very busy. Again, war crimes deliberately destroying uh, the electrical, the water um, infrastructure of Ukraine in advance of the winter with precisely the intent of harming and uh, the, the civilian population and, and, and making the civilian population suffer. Those are war crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be very tough uh, for the Ukrainians for the winter, but they fought winter campaigns before, they know how to do it, and um, I think with, with enough assistance from the West, no, they can't repair all of those, you know, infrastructure elements of, of the electric grid and, and, the, and the water supply and all of that, but, um, you know, with, with, with assistance from things like generators, um, which, you know, is what they're going to have to do, generators of all sizes, you know apartment size all the way on up to uh maybe a city block uh supply from a generator that kind of thing uh water uh in some way i hear that i mean i hope this is true um that the russians are um allowing grain shipments uh out of ukraine uh and that would be for the for the assistance of the rest of the world in particular places like north north africa which are very poor must import uh, great big percentages of their food caloric intake uh, for their people and have to subsidize that. And uh, the cutoff, I think we've talked about this before, but the cutoff of the of, of the grain shipments, uh, meaning wheat, barley, corn, and also the oils like sunflower seed oils, um, the cutoff of that out of, out of Ukraine um, was looking to cause really serious hardship in, in some of those um, African areas and others too. And perhaps now um, those shipments are being allowed out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the winter is <laughs> gonna be a very tough time to get through, um, but they have to get through the winter uh, and uh, get ready for the spring. But I think they should not let up. We should not um, uh, you know, hold back on, on whatever assistance we can provide. Yes, our budget has limits. And yes, our Southern border is wide open and needs to be closed, but it's the same concept. In my mind, for both, um, and that is the concept that comes from the Treaty of Westphalia from 1648 that we've talked about before, and that is the concept of the sovereign nation-state um, that was established at that time, violated many times since, absolutely, but the norm, the ideal, remains um, as as uh, the global world order right now of sovereign nation-states with defensible, secure borders, and that means ours. Uh, hello. Bravo to Governor uh, Greg Abbott of Texas mm-hmm. as well as Ukraines and that's why Ukraine matters Got because you. we're talking about the world order. No, we're not you know helping Ukraine save democracy. Uh, our founding fathers firmly rejected democracy. Yeah. but in order to preserve that norm that ideal of the world order, which is the sovereign nation state with hopefully ideally inviolable borders
0: yeah. Um, <clears throat> when are or if are we looking at any peaceful resolution? The no, we are not. No, all right.
1: No, uh, right. this will have to be. I, I, I don't see. I don't see Putin backing up. He is under such enormous pressure back home. Um, for example, by Yevgeny Prigogin, if I'm saying the name right, uh, Prigozhin. I, I may be mispronouncing that, but uh, the head of the Wagner group. Uh, that that uh you know private uh i guess mercenary militia unit um but others in, in russia under tremendous pressure putin is under tremendous pressure from them um to escalate you know to to um escalate uh, the the offensive which the russian military has proven incapable of doing uh, despite influxes of uh, newly recruited i don't know mental hospital patients and uh high school students and prisoners out of the gulag and whatever else, not not effective soldiers. Uh, but uh, the Wagner group um, is in a way um, not just pressuring Putin, but becoming itself uh, a stronger uh, and even a, um, what would you call it maybe, but internal to Russia, uh, a force uh, of of its own um that perhaps even at some point might pose a threat uh Uh, to to the kremlin to to uh you know putin's rule in moscow itself uh but but that's where that stands so um i
0: I don't know that so almost kind of like a la uh eisenhower in the military industrial complex
1: it's almost like oh no this is this is something yeah but this this is something uh, i think uh Different. It, it, it is number one. Um, a, thief, a smaller um, thing than our United States great big, if you want to call it, military industrial complex. But our military industrial complex is is you know part of our free market capitalist system. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's businesses that are in you know free market associations, uh, commercial associations with the U.S. government, <laughs> all that. But what what Prigozhin what 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 the Va- the Wagner group is is uh, apparently developing and, and um, growing strengthening um, is uh, something uh, that that is 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 separate from the Kremlin separate from the Russian armed forces and is is um, growing and, and and appearing in intent to pose. Uh, even an internal threat, eventually perhaps, to uh, the Kremlin's own rule. I'll have to see where that goes. It's not there yet, but but this is the direction that the Wagner Group is going. Um, it's 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 a fifth column in a way. It's an internal uh, threat to the superiority, the the command and control of uh, the Kremlin and the armed forces.
0: So its own sort of internal fiefdom with its... Yeah with its own with its own literal military to back not mm-hmm. with its own it, it is a military it doesn't have mm-hmm. one it consists of one that's, well and
1: with uh, the with the foreign presence too i, I think we might yeah. have mentioned before but in places like around africa
0: yeah yeah that's i didn't think about that that's a, i feel like that was an inevitability not not necessarily just russia just on a long enough timeline we were going to see be a wagner or blackwater now XE eventually there would be a private militia somewhere But yeah i feel like that that was a that was a
1: blackwater and or she or whatever however you pronounce it (coughs) excuse me eric prince's outfit never posed a challenge to the authority and the supremacy of the united states government and the united states department of defense
0: yeah i i know that i meant somewhere in the what i mean what
1: wagner is doing
0: but I mean, it's somewhere in the world. I feel like that was inevitable. That phenomena of mm. a of a PMC mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somewhere, probably with a less dominating government, with a less uh, unquestionable authority, like it probably wouldn't happen in China. It wouldn't happen in the United States. No, but and normally I wouldn't say Russia, except for during a war where things are shaky. You could mm-hmm. almost kind of like cartels in Mexico. It It does seem like this was a. On um, it was going to happen somewhere where this yeah. would something would aggregate enough money and become sort of its own power mm-hmm. i feel like that's inevitable um well to, i guess to to switch it back to uh to domestic your thoughts your recaps on the 2022 midterms
1: well uh the first thought is they're not even over yet they're not over um and it's been i've lost track uh, how many days well so
0: um, tuesday so that's tuesday today's thursday so seven eight nine. no no
1: no, no the, the, i mean this is this is
0: on going
1: on forever uh we know that again there's been massive cheating and fraud especially in places like maricopa county arizona where arizona state um <clears throat> the governor's race in particular between um
0: Katie uh, Hobbs Thompson.
1: and uh, kerry lake Still is not resolved, even though some outlets have called the race for Hobbes. It it, it really is not over yet because they're still counting. And because Carrie Lake, and she has every right to do this, is posing a challenge um, to the declared outcome. Uh, Because in so many places, um, you know, machines broke down. Uh, the tabulator machines broke down. The printers ran out of uh, toner and ink for printing ballots. People couldn't vote. Um, uh, they were refused permission to extend voting hours because of that, uh, you know, those those widespread problems. I mean, Arizona is a mess. And if you think about it, you know, uh, what's her name? Hobbs, C- Katie, Katie Hobbs? Yes, yes. Um, is the Secretary of State in Arizona the with, with the authority uh, to to you know supervise or run uh, in, in some measure at least the elections in Arizona and she herself was a candidate um, with a direct personal interest she should have recused herself uh, refused to do that of course how else are they going to steal it um, so I mean my, my impressions are what a mess we look like you know some third world um, You know, and I don't even want to insult any African country, but just, let's say, a third world banana republic uh, in the way that we're now running our elections, which are, you know, not election day, but election season with, you know, uh, uh, voting before the date, after the date, ballot harvesting, drop boxes. um, You know, counting, uh, we're a week and a half after the election. This is absurd. Uh, It's the system is broken, and it really needs fixing. And I'm very much hoping that with the Republican um, majority now uh, confirmed in the House of Representatives, that the appropriate oversight committees will now take up investigations with subpoenas and testimony under oath, and at least begin to take some steps to clean all this up.
0: I mean I've I've said it a million times before. I have no problem with losing an election. I have no problem with like a, a guest declining to come on the show. I do have a problem in that it sucks and that I want to be better and then I'll wake up the next day and go back to war. But I have no problem with with not winning in a in a fair game. I have no problem with getting a B on a test that I wanted to get an A on. That's fine. It sucks, but it's fine. I mean at a certain point you you know if i was just sitting here screaming it's all cheated because the people i liked lost that would get old quick but
1: yeah that's it's, not it's what
0: got a, it's got it's got your head has to be so far in the sand if you don't question why, why is it pushed why is it going 7 days 8 days 9 days why are all the machines breaking down that day what, what mm-hmm. why is that and how come if this was a norm, OK, but why does 100 percent of the time, 100 percent of the time, why does it favor one party? Yeah.
1: No, no yeah, matter who exactly. it is, that's even exactly if it was the happened. Green
0: Party or the Republican yeah. Party. Statistically, it's impossible that this yeah. is just. You
1: phenomenon. know, there's something else, though. <clears throat> and, um, you know, here I am in in sort of the D.C. metro area. And the conversation is all about these kinds of tactics and mechanics and the machines and the tabulators and the early voting and the ballast ballot harvesting and all of those things. And there's conversation about, well, you know, maybe we need to do that too, because that's the game and we have to be in it. Um, a lot of conversation like this, and as well, a lot of conversation uh, about choosing uh, the leadership in um, the House and the Senate that is, you know, majority party now in the House and minority party uh, in the Senate. The conversation is all about those things. But I watched Mark Levin's show, Life, Liberty and Levin, this past Sunday night, that would have been, uh, i looking at my calendar, November 13. Um, <clears throat> Mark Levin show uh, talked about something else and he posed a question in his monologue at the beginning of the show. And I think it's really, Important and per- pertinent, and and the question he he asked is, are there enough constitutional patriot Americans citizens left in the country to actually win elections? So what what he's saying, what I'm thinking about is, it's not just these mechanics of of cheating and fraud that the Democrats you know have have deployed, and they have, uh, but it's also about we the people. And are we enough of constitutional patriots, you know, still committed to the foundational principles of the Declaration and the Constitution, and know what those are, um, to to reach a, a critical enough mass to overcome, you know, even these shenanigans that, that the Democrats are are, are, are using? Um, and I I would go back and I would look at a hundred years, yes, literally a hundred years. Um, of the long march, Marxist long march uh, through the institutions. That is through our society in every sector, academic and government and media and Hollywood and entertainment and public health and everything else. Um, and, and so Mark Levin left, left that question unanswered. He left it kind of dangling there for us to think about. And I think that is worth thinking about too beyond just the mechanics you know, of, of these abusive practices that really do need to be, you know, reined in. Yes, they do need to be. And, and you know, uh, voter rolls need to be uh, kept, uh, maintained uh, up to date and, and so forth. All of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but let's look to the deeper question of, you know, who are we? Are we the same people, you know, that were bequeathed those those documents by our founding fathers of the declaration of independence the constitution bill of rights and all of that are we uh, or can we get back to that i think that's the deeper question and and one we need to pay even more attention to than the the mechanics of the shenanigans
0: it certainly is and <clears throat> even though those are my beliefs i am still I can still digest the hypothesis that we aren't those people and that the vast majority of people do want whatever it is that is being voted in. And although that's not my personal preference, I am an adult and can acknowledge that this isn't Tommy land, that I am one person in 320 million. And as much as I would like to see it go one way, if the majority votes another way, that's, that's part of being. If they
1: vote another way um, in full knowledge, training education understanding of those foundational principles and they then come to you know a different conclusion about the candidates that's fine okay fine but does the majority does a majority of of our electorate today know what those principles are value treasure those principles enough to be guided by them they can come we can come to different conclusions about candidates that's fine
0: yeah but, but but
1: are they acting in full knowledge and appreciation uh, of those foundational principles that's the question
0: yeah and so like which comes back to my initial point is i'm okay with it in the sense that i don't agree with it and i'll be stubborn but i also understand that we are in a system that is bigger than just me and my immediate universe it's It's when it goes on for nine days and all the machines break down and the cameras drop in the middle of the night that I'm like, uh, uh, but you know, commies gonna be commies. But with that, Miss Lopez, we need to wrap this one up because I have another guest coming in. Understood. uh, Okay. We we will, well, I think next Thursday, Thanksgiving, but it is. So the one after that, we will resume on our Thursday schedules. Great to have you back, Claire. Thank you so much. Go check out all of her stuff. You too. You as well. Twitter. You know, all your websites, all that good stuff will be in the description, as always. Ms. Claire Lopez, thank you so much.